Good morning, everyone. It's a great privilege to be here again. You know, I, I really want to appreciate your hearts and your desires uh, for the Muslims. And uh, what I want us to do is to have a takeaway that will benefit your life. To have a takeaway that will really... Uh, so at the end of it, I would really like you to understand a concept or a principle. I would love uh, that as you come to understand communicating with the Muslims, our focus is on the delivery of the message that can save them. A delivery of God's plan for their lives. Now, let me give you a bigger picture so that you would know at what process of God's plan uh, are we now talking about? And uh, <clears throat> it's so wide and long. And I think it is very important you understand uh, the basic principles and where it stays in order for you to uh, be fruitful. So I would like to give you an overview of the whole uh, purposes and plan of God, and then uh, try to bring out a concept and a principle uh, that might be a takeaway for you. Now, if I, <coughs> if I explain to you the basic principles, and you come up with this takeaway, and uh, you really understood the takeaway, then our time with you this morning is successful. Now, if you did not get anything, uh, then I am not happy because my prayers are then not answered. Uh, so I would like you to, because you are here, because you have the desire to be with the Muslims, in heaven. You want them in heaven. And uh, I will show you, based on biblical basis, uh, what that is. I'm not talking about Islam. Because Islam does not give the new life. I'm not talking about the belief and practice in Islam. Because that doesn't help them. What will help them is getting them into heaven. Therefore, I want to highlight a little bit of some concept that we found is working in any culture with any Islamic sect, irrespective of region. Uh, the beauty of the gospel is that the gospel is universal. It does not change. 
what you ought to tell someone to be saved in America is the same thing, biblically, what you ought to tell the Indian or the Russian or the African. The message of salvation is one, is universal, is not you, did not originate from humanity, it originated from God and is a trust you are given to deliver. Now, I will give you the overview of God's message that is universal. But before that, we might want to go uh, to the Lord in prayer uh, to ask for His help and clarity as we seek to understand His mind and purpose. Holy, Holy, Holy Father, we thank You that we are privileged to know who you are. Above that, we thank you that we are privileged to be involved. Lord, you said, he who wins souls is wise. Lord, but it is not our wisdom but it's our act of obedience because we love you. There are many Muslims, billions, that are sincerely wrong. Help us to understand your heart for them. And how, O Holy Spirit, on your behalf, we might be obedient children to deliver this message of rebirth, that they become new creatures, that they come to life and have eternal life with us. So our moment together, I ask that you lead us together to understand this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, what we have uh, here is really an extract of just one concept from what we develop and are training globally. We are now in four continents of the world equipping the body of Christ. There are five levels of training. There is level one, level two, level three, and level four, and level five. By the time you finish this training, uh, you will uh, be very effective, fruitful witness among the Muslims. So what uh, we are trying to do in the next 25 to 30 minutes uh, is to give you a concept, a concept from, uh, from what... Uh, we have. So, really, I am not speaking to Muslims. I am speaking to children of God that understood who God is, that the love of their God constrains them to reach out to the Muslims with the message of salvation. So, I am talking and uh, trying to explain, uh, like in First Peter 
chapter 1 verse 13 where the scriptures said let's prepare our minds for actions let's keep sober in spirit let's fix our hope completely on the grace that brought us the revelation of Jesus Christ into our lives. And therefore, as obedient children of God, uh, it's very, very important like, to understand that it's a warfare. And therefore, every battle has a map if you want to win that battle. And from that map now, I want to show you a concept that we found out uh, have uh, hindered the body of Christ, the church, uh, to be vibrant among the Muslims. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 45, verse 5, it says, I am the Lord. There is no other God. I have equipped you for battle. Though you don't even know me, I am the Lord, and there is no other. You know, the first thing for us, and the essential part of communicating the gospel to a Muslim, is establishing The concept of the only true God. We run into big challenge and big problem when we assume the, the God of Islam is our own God. I would like, now, before any other thing, establish this God. Because resemblance of this God Assumption about God would really make you not fruitful. Therefore, isolating the God that we are even talking about and understanding this God's purposes and will. When you come to communicate the gospel to the Muslim, you are never ever talking about your idea. And you don't do that through eloquence of speech. You don't do that. Uh, you are given a trust to deliver it. Therefore, understand it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8, someone to help us please read 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Chapter 8 verses 5 and 6. Can someone read that? First Corinthians chapter eight, verses five and six. must be isolated because this God is not, there are many other gods but establish the fact of the God we are talking about 
And this God is the Lord. One Lord, Jesus Christ, is our God. And our God is different from the Islamic God. Because no Muslim accepted that Jesus Christ is God. Now you need to establish that. I'm just trying to... Look, if Jesus Christ was visiting Adam in the Garden of Eden, in Islam, by the way, it's very important for you to note something. First, all the messages from Allah were not directly given to Muhammad. Muhammad has never heard from Allah himself. He heard from angel. Allah has never come to this earth. So it's important that you establish this God you are talking about that you want to deliver the message of salvation. Because if you did not get it right, you will run into big problems. First of all, even the identification of humanity, human, man. In Islam, man was thrown into this earth. In Christianity, man was made from the earth. Very important, don't assume that when you are communicating this God that offers salvation and rebirth is the same God with the Muslims. For even if there are so-called gods, now listen to it, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and lords, yet for us, yet for us, There is, but what? One God, the Father, from whom are all things. And we exist for Him. And one Lord, Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 10, it's amazing that that Lord as God must be declared in your heart. Otherwise you don't have salvation. If you believe in your heart that this Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, let's go back to the Old Testament in Deuteronomy. Hear ye, O Israel. The Lord, our God, the Lord is one. You must believe in your heart that this Lord, this one God is Jesus Christ. Establishing that fact is very important. So you don't miscommunicate the message of salvation. In Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 39. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Go and study that. 
In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 39. It says, Know therefore today, and take it to your heart, that the Lord, He is God. In heaven above, and on the earth below, there is no other. The concept and the principle I want to highlight to you is unique. There is no other. Now if you want, uh, we don't have time for us to go to the uh, issue of the concept of uh, uh, or the trustworthiness of the scriptures, which is very vital. You know, in Psalms chapter 90 verse 2, Psalms chapter 90 verse 2, In Psalms chapter 90 verse 2, before the mountains were born, or you gave birth to the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, from eternity to eternity, you are God. In John chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning, was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was from the beginning with God. There was nothing that was created that He, the Word, did not create. Go to verse 14. It says, And the Word became flesh. That flesh became the son. No one has ever seen God. Verse 18. The only son who is in the bosom of the father. He made him known. Make no mistake about this God you are communicating to the Muslims. Don't appease them by compromising the realities of God's word. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, it says, Christ is the image of the invisible God. And if you go to 16, 17 in Colossians, he made everything. Everything consists before, by him, and for him. You know, I like, Colossians chapter 2 verse 9. Where it declared that all the fullness of God dwell in bodily form in Christ Jesus. The message is not acceptable to the Muslims. Now that is what you have. That is what you have. Now, in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, it says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is 
the power of God unto salvation to everyone that what? That believes. So, let's now, because what, what we are trying to do here, I just want to show you one concept. But I'm not going to go, if you are talking about the gospel, the gospel that gives life. What are the elements of the gospel? What are the elements? Well, if you go through the scriptures, you might find out that there are about eight critical things that forms the elements of the gospel. First of all, the reason the gospel is very powerful is because it is God's word. Jesus said, these words I speak to you are spirit and are life. Now you have to understand the efficacy of the scriptures. Because everything you are going to get as the content of the gospel must come from the scriptures. It's never a story, it's never a testimony, it's never your own conclusion of idea. It is neither, never a philosophy. It is spelled out. First, it involves the scriptures. You know, I don't know English, so if you can write it correctly in your own book and understand what I mean, then go. Alright? Scriptures. The second content of the gospel, these are what we call the element of the gospel. Elements. There are eight elements what compose the gospel. So, when you are communicating the gospel to the Muslims, you must make sure that you touch on all of these elements. Otherwise, that is not the gospel you are presenting to the Muslims. And then, I will show you how to deliver this to the heart of the Muslim in a way he can understand. And then I will take questions. The next thing you want to establish in the gospel is the God you are talking to the Muslim about. Like we saw in the scriptures, there are many gods. Isolate this God. Elohim Yahweh. I, know, I, 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 I deal with a lot of Islamic scholars in various countries. And when I begin, they will tell us, Hey, it is the same God. I said, no. The God of Islam never came to the world. My God, Elohim, the living one, from the creation of humanity, He visits Adam in the garden. He visited Abraham to tell him of his plans. He descended on Mount Sinai. I just showed you he came taking the form of a flesh. 
go literally visit the earth. Islam, the documentation about their God is not even from the God first hand. It came through a third party. Muhammad never had any message from Allah. He had them from an angel in court. It's, it's amazing. You know, do you know something? Jesus Christ declared, <laughs> no one has ever gone to heaven except he who came from heaven. <laughs> Wonderful. We have the true real substance. We are not groveling about an image, a concept, or an abstract that is not tangible. Christ came from heaven. No one ever went to heaven. God came to us. The next element is man. You know, I, I, I am amazed that I, I, I told you now, in Islam, man was thrown to this earth. In Christianity, man. So, in communicating the gospel to the uh, to the Muslims, there are many things that they don't even know. They are assuming. But I'm not talking about the content of the element of salvation. I just want. I assume you know. If you don't uh, get trained and know them, I'm, what I want to show you is breaking out the barrier of transporting this to the heart of the Muslim in a way he can understand. Remember, if you don't know this God, you will not know man. Because this man is created in whose image? Then you don't know that God. How would you know? You don't even know man. In that case, then this next concept you don't understand what sin is. You don't understand what sin is. Now, then you come to God's justice. I mean, you do not even know God. Of course, then you will never know who man is. And if you don't know who man is, sin is abstract to you. Doesn't make meaning. You will never understand because sin is a relationship between the God you don't know and the man you don't even understand and have never identified. So talking of God's justice is abstract to him. He doesn't understand. So he has no ability to have a glimpse of the power of salvation offered to him by God. Then grace. Then the cross. Because it says, now listen, without the shedding of the blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. All of these are blind. 
And you come begin to talk nonsense about your lifestyle and think you are delivering the gospel. Testimony is never the gospel message. God explained everything. Then the last, the eighth element is faith. Now, uh, I don't have time. I did this. When I said you are communicating the message of salvation to the Muslim, I mean these are the element of the message of the gospel that has the power to give and offer salvation. It's not your lifestyle, it's not your testimony. And all of this, only this, now listen, Everything here has nothing to do with the non-believer. Everything here is provided for by God. This is what you want to activate from the Muslim in order that this will give him life. Faith has a substance. And the substance of faith And the evidence, they are all rooted in the scriptures. We don't have time. My time is up. Uh, Let me quickly come to the concept. This God we talk about, listen to me, has his purpose and his will for his creation. For the lost world. Again, this God that we identified as our God, who is our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, have His purpose and His will for the church. The concept of what I want to tell us this, let's not confuse it. It is God's purpose for the lost world. Now, if you have a Muslim that completely is hostile to you, is dead. In Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4, it says, Satan has blinded the mind of the unbeliever that they will not see this salvation of God. In the face of Christ. So you are. First of all. Facing a lot. Of obstacle. The Muslims are dead. Thank God. You are a medical professional. You certify people dead. I don't know how to certify someone dead. The scripture said. The Muslims are dead. How can you speak to a dead person? My simple, the power of the word does that. That's beyond the medical ethics. The power of the word. Was Lazarus dead? How did he hear the voice of Christ when Christ spoken? The efficacy of the power of the word. Therefore, this message of salvation has the distinct effective power 
to rise from the dead. The Muslims are dead. The Muslims are hostile to your message. They have denied. Look, look at look at what the Muslims have done in the message of salvation. They have denied your scriptures. They don't trust it. All right. They have denied your God. They said it's three gods. They have denied the cross that Christ didn't die. They have denied the justice of God. You know, many things about the content of the message of salvation has been, you know, uh, denied by the person that you want to deliver this message to him and his heart so that he can be quickened back to life. Now, I want to, I, I want to give some time. Now, let me show you the concept of what I want to do with you. In our, I mean, each level is four hour, 40 hours of training. Each level, five levels, 40 hours of training. So you can see to distill this and get you to have a takeaway I may not cover anything. But this is the block of the message of the gospel. This is the God we have isolated. Now, we want to get the Muslims saved. The challenge, therefore, is at what point do we start to present the gospel to the Muslim's heart? Christians don't go there because... First of all, they don't know how to. Second, they are afraid. They don't know what is in the mind of the Muslim. And they don't know the consequences of their beginning to deliver this message to them. What will lead results to? And uh, that is the things that I want to uh, let you know. How to read the mind of the Muslim instantly. And you can assess him and know his position. And then I will give you a tip of what we call lead activators. To access their mind to present this. Under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Did you understand what I'm saying? Now if I come to the Muslim that I do not know. And I do not know... The problem and the fear of Christian is, hey, how do I begin? Where is his state of mind? Does he accept me or is he rejecting me? Is he going to be violent? What, how would I know? In assessing and discerning the minds of the Muslim, let me give you a tip. We found out that you can categorize them in three blocks. Uh, accessing and, alright, discerning the mind and heart of the Muslim as you transport this uh, message of gospel. I'm just giving you a summary. Actually, what I'm saying is that I am asking you to be 
home school student. So go and expand and study. I mean, 30 minutes cannot make us give you all the things. So I'm just giving you a guide. I'm not actually teaching you those. I'm showing you that this is what it is, and you can go explore it or find out where such training are going to be. We'll begin this training uh, next year, just before the Global uh, 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 Mission Health Conference goes willing, with many organizations. And let me tell you, if you are an executive in the office or an administrator, don't come. Don't waste your time, because it doesn't make sense to you. Uh, we want people that are engaged outside in the marketplace, people that want to share their faith. Not knowledge. We are not talking about head knowledge. We are talking about obedient witnesses of Christ. So let me just give you here on what to do. In the Muslim mind, as it relates to the message of the gospel, uh, it will... <laughs> they, are, they see you from three perspectives, three angles. First of all, is either he agrees with you, all right? He will say, tell you, oh, it's the same God, you know, and da da da, you know. Are you understand? No, we are one. You know, it's the same God. It's just that the way you worship and the way I worship is different. And our identity are different, but all of us are struggling to get to the same God. Now, before you, once you begin spiritual matters, and you see that someone is telling you that you are serving the same God, are you listening to me? That's a very good ground. You know that this is not an enemy. Alright? So you will feel comfortable, right? Now, the temptation here is that if you don't know the message of the gospel, you will agree with him. At this point, your response here is you don't want to agree with that. Because he will begin to even quote you some Quranic scriptures that says Christians are good. You know, and and all are accepted and everything. Don't ever make the mistake of accepting the message of the Quran. The Quran is never from Elohim, Yahweh God. Never ever. In fact, we don't even know where the angels, which, which Allah or which God the angel is receiving the messages from. The scriptures clearly define the God that we believe in, isn't it? Is revealed in Christ. So, where is the first? Every time I meet a Muslim with that, if I ask him, okay, how, how do you respond to the person that uh, you are serving the same God? You don't want to cut the communication. So, what you want to do, uh, study well to know your God. So, you do what? You now continue to ask him. Be a learner. Be his student. Okay, can you tell me on what? Most of the Islamic learner scholars, they tell me what God does. 
Not God in person and in essence or in being. No Muslims know God in being, in essence and in person. No Muslim. If you find one, I want to learn. Please refer me to him. None. None. They just talk about the attributes of God or what God has done. But there is no revelation of his being and his essence. Right? So, you want to hear him because you know he doesn't know. So that's the approach. And from there, you can transit to the elements of the gospel. It's not offensive because you have given him chance already to tell him about, to tell you about his own God. So now you have earned the right for him to listen to you. And Christ have done that if you see the way Christ, so in the materials you can get all these references that showed how Christ dealt with those that agreed with him and yet they are not genuine. The second block are those that as you introduce the message, they become argumentative. They begin to attack. You see, there is three God. There is no place that God is not three. You people have changed the scriptures. No, they begin, Jesus didn't die. You know how you want to deal with that? He's out for a fight. Don't be intimidated. Follow the style of Christ. In fact, even John the Baptist did. People are coming for repentance. They say, you brood of vipers, who asks you to come? You know, don't appease a person. Don't appease Muslims. I've seen many other Christians in their effort to get the Muslims, uh, uh, you know, in. They even bribe them. And then they will say, recite this prayer after me. They recite the prayer after them. Their life never changed. Reciting prayer does not save. You, you, you do drama. If a person begins to attack, stick to the doctrinal basis of the element of the gospel. Rebuke him. Say he is lying. I mean, in John chapter 8... I like the conversation Jesus had with the learned people. You know his encounter with the learned people, Jesus Christ? In fact, they even uh, at one point when he spoke to them, they were angry. Don't appease the Muslim when the root of your message is being destroyed. Jesus Christ told them where they were. He said, you are searching the scriptures. You think in them you will find life. You don't know, you know that the scriptures spoke of me. And then he said, they are talking. No, our father, he said, before Abraham was I am. Always go to what? To the scriptures. You know, don't allow 
the first one is, you know, you had the encounter of the devil and, uh, and what? And Jesus Christ. When he said, he's just telling Christ his power. You know, he quoted even the scriptures. I mean, I see some unwise believers that said, Ah, no, the Quran have God's word. Therefore, you can read it. Because it has words similar to ones in the Bible. Okay, follow the devil now. The devil quoted the scriptures. So Satan has also some scriptural knowledge. And you don't want to uh, follow Islam just because they plagiarize some of the scriptures from Apocrypha. And then you think they are also similar. Rebuke them. Don't betray the message of the gospel. You don't, uh, you don't have that right. You don't have that right. And the second is, once you begin, you know that uh, they can be hostile. As they identify you now, you will be killed. Don't die huh? a foolish Christian thinking you are a metaphor. If you see danger, avoid it. Christ avoided danger. A lot of time, if you read the lifestyle of Christ, when they were trying to get him, he skips and goes. Yes, yes. So don't be a hero above Christ. Say, ah, kill me! I'm on the course of the gospel. A foolish Christian <laughs> dies. Not as a Matthias. And you think that... Um, I work with a lot of team, and uh, what I found out is that uh, really some of the things we call persecution of Christianity are foolishness and errors of Christians. Not, there's nothing about persecution there. And then I did a foolish mistake. Oh, my arrogance and pride led me there. Then I spiritualized it. I said, I am persecuted. Who are you deceiving? Uh, so let's be true to ourselves. You know, so in this, what is there is that, remember, you begin from prayer. You begin from prayer. And love. You know, I told you, that is, if you cannot pray, don't begin to present the gospel. Because, look, it's, you can't do it. It's not eloquence of speech or wisdom of speech that gets people saved. It is the power of the Holy Spirit. The guy is dead, hostile, blinded, is a blind man, is deaf man, is dead. You need, and you are fighting a spiritual battle. Satan has blocked his mind. Speak to the powerful God to unlock their minds and heart before you do love, meeting felt need, not bribing them in order. Then as you bribe them, where you want to decide is now you understand their mindset through your act of love. You will know how they are seeing you. 
they will fall into three of this category. Now, you take the lead activator, appropriate scriptures, to transit the gospel message to their heart. And that's the overview that I want you to have the concept. Next time you see a Muslim, you can assess your relationship with him by this block that he takes you to be. And as you begin to present in love and prayer, you will see all of these things so evident. Is this helpful? Right. Any question? Yes, sir. The side block, uh, f- third block is hostility. No, this one is destruction, not hostility. He is trying to tell you that yours, this is condemnation, not hostility. This one is killing you. Yeah, they will want to eliminate you here. You are not a friend. You are an infidel. You deserve to die. They will follow you. We went to a community in northern Nigeria, and uh, uh, that's where the, the jihad in, in sub-Saharan Africa uh, began. And then, uh, even the grave of the early warrior was there. We rented a place, we don't have a place. Now, there was nothing until we are presenting this and people are coming to faith. You know what? The attack was not only on our missionaries. The attack was also on the person that gave his house a rentage for us. They are trying to kill him. Hostility is one. This one, they want to condemn the doctrine. But you are, they are debaters now. Okay, you still have, but they don't, they are not there to listen to your message. It's to condemn and discourage you and look, make you look stupid. They are argumentative and they are uh, debating about what they don't even know. So, this is uh, acceptance. This is, hey, engagement. Less, my own is better than you. Look. You are faulty here. You are faulty here. You are faulty here. All the ills of Christianity will begin to bring to you. So the best way to deal is have the knowledge of the root doctrines of the scriptures. Remember, the words of God is like fire. It's a hammer. It's fire. And God's word. Don't speak your testimony. Because it doesn't have power. It's only God's word that has power. Once you, you throw it out, it doesn't return void without accomplishing the purpose to which it went. Don't, don't, you don't have to figure out how God is working in someone's heart. That's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to make sure you are doctrinally correct offering God's word. Otherwise, you become God yourself when you are trying to see how the chemical reaction is happening in a person's heart. You want to understand. You, you can't. So, these are the, the blocks. Yes, ma. So, as far as women, how are we communicating? Is there a barrier or what? I mean, yeah, usually, in our own experience, cultures differ. Uh, 
a man should not dare talk to a woman, even when the woman has agreed to listen. Because you will be killed. Those are, that's not persecution now. That's foolishness. When the women are in their abode and you are a man, according to some Islamic tradition, anybody who is circumcised from the age of uh, two to seven does not even go to his mother's place anymore. There is suspicion of immorality. They feel someone will rob and he doesn't know you. In the name that you are a missionary, you are talking to my wife. Where did you come from? So, uh, women to women, men to men. You don't create other challenges. Unless if natural opportunity or God-given opportunity uh, comes up. But limit women to women engagement. And the same principle. The message doesn't change. Now, if you are presenting the message of the gospel and you jump any one of this, it's not a complete and total gospel that you have offered. It's not a complete and total gospel. Yes, ma'am. I'm not Muslim and I'm not Christian. Right. How I can serve in community mm-hmm. as a woman. Right. Uh, and, and, and I serve Lord. I serve Unbeliever. Right. But I'm not a religion person. Right. And believer I, in what? In God only. Creator. Yeah. yeah. And how I can say Who is that God you believe? Is, is, is who make me to be how I am. My purpose in this world. Yeah. My work, I work with women in the community. Right. And I work with everyone. Right. And I see going really well. Right. You say scripture, and I, I, I do gossip by making my prayer is action mm-hmm. when we go together. Right. And I, I try to ask you, because you give the scripture, and sometimes I read like Romans 3.23 to 26, but is there no Muslim or Christian? Uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10. Okay, go to Romans uh, 3, 3, uh-huh. 3, right. 3 to 26. Right. Yeah. How I can serve God? How I can do that gospel? I'm not a religion person. Yeah, you identify what the gospel is. Yes. Once you know what entails, what is the content of the message of the gospel that saves. Several times, people, I met many people going out to witness that do not even know what is the content of the message of salvation themselves. So I wonder what they offer. That's why I said this element, only one is for the unbeliever. This is given by God. The efficacy to get saved, alright, is the miraculous combination of this fact. The Christian uh, faith is based on intellect, not abstract. The object, that's why I said, faith has a substance. It's not assumption or uh, imagination. Faith has evidence. They are all rooted. This faith is not assumption. 
This faith is not philosophy. It has substance. It has evidence. And you can only find that substance and evidence. This one is not, one, it's not the cross alone. It is not the grace alone. It is not God's justice alone. It's, a, it's permeated together to effect a rebirth. It's permeated together. None is separate. If you want the new birth, that, you know, Jesus Christ told Nicodemus, when Nicodemus was struggling on understanding rebirth, he says, what is born of the flesh is flesh. One is, what is born of the spirit is spirit. And in here, if you go, each one is a doctrine. And you have to have some level of understanding. You know, I thank God that I do not have to have certificate to be saved. I've never gone to Bible school or to any seminary. I am speaking from a layman's perspective of the Holy Spirit and understanding of the Scripture. I'm an engineer by profession. But God called me to deliver the message of the gospel. And therefore, maybe my mindset of being an engineer uh, wanted me to look at the scriptures. I want to know what God is asking me to deliver to the non-believer. And I found out that they consist of this. Yes, sir. But I have big problem when my testimony replaces the message. Before I had the testimony as a believer, it was the message that saved me. So why waste my time to uh, advertise my ego, self-glory, replacing what saved me? Uh, a testimony is only true to that person alone. It's never universal. This is true universally. And a testimony, what God has done to you, or let me take what God has done to me, and many <coughs> would never do it to you, because my situation is different from your situation. Now, there is kind of cause and effect. In such, uh, those ones, their groupings are different. Where you see a miraculous uh, act that took place in healing or in something. But you see, 
that is also happening to create access to that com- or community or that setup. Through that, God can use it uh, to, to bless the place and open door for spiritual activity. But that again cannot repeat itself in another community. And yet you say, ah, I went there and God did this. Now you are in a different community. How would you make God? Is God your, uh, your worker? Are you assigning God to do what you saw him do there? Now you tell him to do it here. Sometimes we need to be careful in reverence and understanding. We do not have any, there is place for that. In discipleship, if you tell me in discipleship, sharing of testimony is good. And yet, don't take the glory to you, including the gifting of the Holy Spirit on everybody's life. It is not for my benefit. It is for the benefit of the church. I find difficulty with testimony when the people are glorifying themselves, rather than God taking the glory. Give the testimony And if you are going, they watch you and that. I just, yes sir, sorry. Do I have a timekeeper here? My time is up. So, but let's listen to the last. You know, the timekeeper is silent. I'm sorry for taking your time. All right, yeah, let's listen to the last. I will be around if you want to. You know, well, you know, here I think we are just uh, uh, sharing ideas of what works. Uh, I'm not here to condemn and say this is better than this. You know, it's an, something that I give out so that people will understand. But always, always remember the efficacy. That's why the scriptures is important. Maybe then in your prayers. You want to access, because are you saying then, telling my testimony is above the efficacy of the scriptures? Because if they can listen to my testimony, my testimony are words. Then, so, is God's word better than my testimony? I think yes. Yes. I'm not saying that you cannot, but I think it shouldn't be the emphasis. Right. Thank you so much, sir. I thank you very much, and God bless all.